cholesterol. We need cholesterol. We need cholesterol. Stop not eating eggs. Eat your fucking eggs. Eat your fucking <laughs> eggs, please. And you know what? Vegans out there, eat a couple eggs. Eat some eggs. And with they the yolk. do it naturally. You can get them from good farms where the chickens are happy. Eat some fucking eggs. Hello, welcome to Balance and Moderation. We're a wellness podcast with some personality. Join me, Rob Young, and my friend Sheridan Lee on our pursuit of healthiness in the real world. Big love is the motto and our message is for everyone. So please don't forget to share this with all the beautiful people in your life. Enjoy. Robert, happy Monday. Happy Monday, Cher. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I had a very restorative weekend. I can, I, I uh, had the same. Yeah. Yeah. I think it you- It must have been the vibe. Yeah, it must have been the, the vibe check of the weekend <laughs> yeah. was to rest and repair. So what did you do this weekend to, um, you know, reset your system? On Saturday, I literally did nothing. That's awesome. Like you got, deserve that. You Well, I say I didn't I say I did nothing. I did nothing for my terms of nothing. Yeah. I still got up and went to two hours of jujitsu. Yeah. And then when I came back, I had a healthy meal and then just pretty much in and out of sleep the whole day. Like just nap, wake up, move around, watch a little TV, nap, get up, and then probably fell asleep for good around like ten, eleven o'clock. That's so, great. And, you need days like that. Yeah. You know, and I know sometimes on the show we shit on, you know, binge watching Netflix or whatever, but we also really value rest mm -hmm. and product, like, like productive rest, you know? Yeah. You absolutely yeah. need that. Yeah. And I, you know, I was watching fights, just kind of random stuff, but I had a, such a productive day on Sunday after getting that rest. Like I felt like my body finally caught up mm -hmm. after weeks of like traveling and just yeah, my you've natural been busy going recently. too hard. So I felt great yesterday. We cleaned the entire house. I don't know. The studio is put together finally. Yay. It was like out of whack for a while. So we're not recording on my couch right now. <laughs> but yeah, it was a great weekend. Now tell me about yours. It was good. I had some friends that uh, stayed the weekend with us. My friend Carrington, who's based out of California, came to do some music projects with Barrett, Everett, Backpack, you know, all of the... The crew. The crew. The, the mentioned crew. They, all of the men that I live with. The men. <laughs> all there the men. Is, um, there was, at one point on Saturday, like, 10 men in my house and me. And I just kind of was like, hmm, I think I need some girlfriend time. So on Sunday, I got coffee and caught up with a good friend of mine. And then I also went to the beach with a new friend of mine. And I... Actually, this is really funny. I went to the Kava Bar after the beach, just so zenned out, so relaxed, um, before we had our little conversation about today's show. And um, this regular, his name is Charles, he looks over to me and he's like, damn, girl, you're looking so relaxed. Like, what'd you do today? And I was like, oh, I went 
went to the beach, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, oh, thank God. You usually look like you're about to murk somebody. I'm so glad you got rest. And I was like, I literally, like, I'm not going to say I've never gotten that comment before, but like, I don't usually get that comment from people these days. I usually get like the, oh, you're so chill. You're so calm and relaxed and blah, 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 blah. But I usually feel like a little on edge. Like I'm kind of like, Mm, especially at the kava bar that's usually where I like take my mask off and I'm just like (sighs) like life is crazy so he was just like good for you and I was like honestly I'm impressed that you could see past my bullshit so there you go that's pretty cool yeah puts things into perspective it does it really does I'm like okay so more beach time for sure more beach time yeah I am my favorite line is I am a sunflower with complicated emotions (laughs) <laughs> I just need sunlight and I need water and therapy from time to time. Don't we all? <laughs> yeah. Don't we all? Sometimes we got to just check our vibe and think about, you know, what what could be wrong with our vibe right now? Yeah. Why why do we keep feeling like shit, Robbie? I don't know. I mean, I feel like it has to do with something. Sometimes I just feel unbalanced, you yeah. know, but I don't know what really is out of whack. I don't know. There's like something that's going on in our system that has these long lasting effects that are such clear indicators of what's going on in our lifestyle and what's going on in our stress levels. I wonder what that could be. I mean, is it something that's been popping up on the last few episodes that we've been talking about a lot? I think there's been this kind of underlying theme Hmm. that's been coming up as far as our hormones. Hormones? Yeah, what? I think it's our hormones. Ooh, hormones. Yeah, so we're finally <laughs> going to talk about hormones. So we've kind of been teasing this out for the last couple of weeks. I mean, I think in the last couple of shows, we definitely mentioned it here and there as mm-hmm. far as like strength training and protein and how these things can help regulate your hormones. But we've never really had an episode completely devoted to hormones mm-hmm. and I think a big reason why that is because it is complicated. It's a dense subject. It is a dense subject. Like I'm reading this really cool book right now. It's called I'm So Effing Tired by Amy Shaw. She's an MD, but she's an integrative MD. And um, she, of course, went through the whole traditional rigmarole of medical education, um, stayed within the lines, stayed within the books and, you know, what was given to her. And then she ended up getting in a car accident And her entire life changed. Like her energy levels like went through the floor. She was experiencing basically the symptoms of like perimenopause, which is like the period of time before you actually are menopausal and are no longer experiencing a period. And she was like 30 years old. Yeah. And she was like, what the fuck is going on with my body? So she went, dove deep, figured out what was going on in her lifestyle, her diet, her stress levels, all of these different things and created this. WTF plan, uh, (laughs) which basically helps women of all ages, all stages of life, bring their hormones back into balance. Mm -hmm. And she talks about a lot of different things. She calls, um, you know, her program or maybe like her central tenant, like the energy trifecta, Mm -hmm. because a lot of her work focuses on energy levels. Like, you know, how's your brain doing? How's your body doing? Are you able to recover from your workouts? Are you able to have enough energy to get through your day? Are you struggling with depression and anxiety? Do you have high blood pressure? All of these like 
you know, kind of like the general malaise of life that, you know, more than 50% of Americans experience on a day-to-day basis. She calls that struggle more mostly the energy trifecta because usually the first symptom that something is off is your energy levels deplete. Mm-hmm. So she talks about hormones, the immune system, and gut health as her three tenets of the energy trifecta. But today we really just wanted to focus on hormones and kind of explain how they all relate together, how they get so fucked up, and then what you can do to bring them back into balance so you can start feeling better again. Sounds great. I'm excited for this. I think we haven't had a specific episode where we've broken down kind of like the four main hormones that we speak about all the time. Yeah. So the four main ones would be insulin, cortisol, and then obviously estrogen and testosterone. Yeah. Which I feel like estrogen and testosterone have been kind of bigger topics, Mm -hmm. but insulin and cortisol are huge in those pathways, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, there's so many different kinds of hormones. Yeah. Um, And when I was first typing up notes, I was literally writing down every hormone and I was like... (sighs) I can't do this. Yeah. I can't do this. It's too much. It's especially too Four much to explain on later. like a <laughs> yeah, like a sub hour long podcast. Mm-hmm. I was like, nah, this is not not the vibe. I'm gonna reel it back a little bit. So there's basically four main hormones that we think are really important for everybody to understand how they work in your body. So um, insulin is really important. That has a lot to do with. Um, your energy levels. So we all know that insulin, insulin resistance, diabetes, that whole conversation, it's kind of like this elusive thing that everyone's like, oh, your insulin, blah, 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 blah. Costs so much money if you need it, you know, which sucks. But yeah. But you shouldn't need it. But hopefully we can teach you how to not need it or not need as much of it. That is the goal. For of, most people. There are some people. people that they can't really do it. Absolutely. About it. Yes. It's all it's all balance and moderation. It's all an individual yeah. experience. Mm-hmm. But insulin basically collects sugar, glucose, um, from when you're eating a meal and delivers energy to your cells. So obviously your body needs energy, no? Mm -hmm. So insulin is what helps transport the energy building blocks, which is glucose, to the cells. So if you've got a stable blood sugar, you're, you know, constantly getting energy to your cells, you're nice and balanced, you're not experiencing like these spikes and these drops, which often are associated with, uh, you know, energy peaks and troughs. Mm -hmm. So you want to have stable energy throughout the day, not like, you know, high, low, high, low, high, low. (laughs) That's what a lot of us are on. A lot of us are on that kind of, you know, crash, eat a high carby meal, go up, crash, drink some coffee, go up, crash. Exactly. And like if you're constantly spiking your blood sugar, um, this leads to insulin resistance. So insulin resistance is kind of like the precursor to diabetes, but insulin resistance can also lead to weight gain, cancer, heart disease, Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's is now being called diabetes type three. Yeah which is just enough of an explanation as far as how important it is to have a good relationship with your insulin and stabilize your blood glucose and not eat all of these sugary, fatty foods day in and day out. But Mm -hmm. I digress. It can also be associated with like depression and fatigue. And for the longest time, we thought that 
the brain was kind of immune to everything that was going on in the body, which is so funny because it's literally the same unit. But we were like, oh, yeah, the body operates differently than the mind does just because I've got, you know, diabetes and heart disease and blah, blah, blah. Like my brain is totally fine. That's not true. Your brain gets inflamed. So if you've got an insulin issue, it's usually like your brain's inflamed too. And that can cause the depression and the fatigue and the brain fog. And sometimes you actually notice those symptoms first before you actually get diagnosed with insulin resistance or diabetes Mm -hmm. you know so there's a lot of people walking around with insulin resistance that so many people realize yeah no absolutely it's kind of you know i think i don't know i saw something it's like more than 50 percent of our population is going to have diabetes within like the next 20 years at the rate we're going terrifying yeah it's pretty scary oh my god (laughs) (laughs) this is why we have this deep breath deep breath deep breath (laughs) <laughs> sugar's so not gonna get us it's okay the sugar monster's oh my God, not the coming. sugar monster's not coming in my nightmares <laughs> okay okay let's keep going all right cool but, okay so we talked about insulin <laughs> so but basically just if you're constantly p- spiking your blood sugar like with coffee and donuts and even not sugary foods but like highly processed foods that are just jacked up with sugar and you wouldn't know it because it's quote-unquote savory mm-hmm. this can and cause even breads and like yeah. Easily like like white flour, processed carbs, like you're going to get all out of exactly. whack. Exactly. So the pancreas is the organ that creates insulin. And if like imagine the liver, the pancreas, not the liver, the pancreas is like a mother and the sugar is like a child. And so when the child is crying, you know, the, the mother, the insulin will like go over and, you know, calm down the baby and blah, 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 blah. But if the baby keeps crying and keeps crying and keeps crying, the pancreas starts to just like get desensitized to that and just mm-hmm. be like, ah, they're going to st- be still crying. So I'm not going to really do anything about it. That's kind of how your body works. That's kind of like the example she explains, like you're, pancreas starts burning out like the it's called beta burnout which mm-hmm. the beta cells are what create insulin and i know i'm kind of getting a little too deep into no this, it's all good but, it's all good but it causes insulin resistance your cells no longer secrete insulin to the level that they need to and your body becomes desensitized so it can not give energy to the cells. So if you're not creating insulin or you're resistant to it, your cells are not getting the energy that they need to function. And this can lead to obviously a huge slew of issues systematically, not just your conscious energy levels, but the energy in every single organ system in your body. Mm -hmm. So that's why diabetes is an autoimmune disease. Yeah. You know, it's so normalized, but it really breaks down your entire body. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. And you're not going to recover. You're not going to heal. There's so many things. I know that's a big factor for any time there's, in my line of work, if there's like trauma or an injury, the person, the whether or not they're going to heal or, or get back full function, a lot of times has to do with whether they have diabetes or not. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it's a it's a big part. So basically with insulin... We're kind of talking about blood sugar. You know, you're overdoing it. You're constantly slamming the system with with a huge intake of sugar. You need insulin for that sugar, and it, the insulin comes from the pancreas. Mm-hmm. And eventually, the pancreas kind of gets exhausted, and you really can't process that sugar anymore. And then it leads to a slew of autoimmune issues. Mm-hmm. Correct? Exactly. Did I put that pathway yeah. together well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Absolutely. Cool. cool. 
Yes. So we're learning as we as we yeah. discuss this yeah. for sure. This is a definitely a really cool book for um, anyone who's interested in particularly women's health, but um, just understanding the body and how interconnected everything is together because she talks a lot about this hormone highway, which I kind of mentioned in the last couple of shows, but it's basically the notion that all hormones are connected and mm-hmm. they don't operate independently from each other. So a lot of them actually use the same building blocks. So if all of the building blocks are used to, for example, create cortisol, which is the stress hormone, then we don't have the resources to create estrogen and testosterone, which are the sex hormones that we need to not just balance our sexual and reproductive health, but also our metabolism, also our brain health and our cognition. Our sex hormones aren't just associated with the reproductive system. They're absolutely necessary to be balanced in the system. And if we don't have the building blocks to balance the system, then it can throw the whole system out of whack. Okay. Okay. You know. Yeah. So we need those building blocks, and I think we'll. Uh, do you or do you want to get into what the building blocks are later, or kind of how to set um, it up so we have more building blocks? You kind of want to keep going. So we talk yeah. about insulin. So so cortisol, estrogen, and testosterone are like the next three okay. hormones, and they all are kind of related together because they use the same specific building block. I think insulin uses different building blocks. Most hormones are made from cortisol aminos and like peptides Mm -hmm. and the main building block for cortisol, estrogen and testosterone is pregnenolone. Okay. And that's like what we almost call like the mother hormone. Okay. So this is like a really niche way of explaining it. But um, in the cannabis industry, there's um, a lot of different cannabinoids, you Mm -hmm. know, there's THC, there's CBD um, and there's this, uh, cannabinoid called CBG, which is also considered like the mother, um, cannabinoid. So Mm -hmm. it basically is like a stem cell Mm -hmm. where it can become a different cannabinoid, but that's like the main, it has all of the information it needs to create the THC, to create the CBD, to create the endless other numbers of cannabinoids. That's kind of like how pregnenolone works. It's almost like a stem cell. The stem cell analogy makes it yeah that makes a lot more the cbg makes sense for me too but (laughs) may not make sense for all the audience yeah 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 yeah. no exactly so it can just be something that can be differentiated into other things okay um and it's you know basically a cortisol it's based off of cortisol Mm -hmm. no not cortisol cholesterol the other c word the other c word so cholesterol makes pregnenolone and pregnenolone can create cortisol, estrogen, and testosterone. Yeah. So lots of big words today. We're definitely going to break it down. It's all good. But um, it um, the biggest thing with all of this is that cortisol is, you know, we've talked about cortisol a lot on the show. It's the fight or flight hormone. It is absolutely necessary for your body because it helps activate your system. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like you can't if you, wait. You can't wake up without cortisol. No, if you need to run away from a bear, you need cortisol. If you need to wake up and get out of bed in the morning, you need cortisol. If you, you know, are in a stressful situation and you need to basically have all of your systems turned up so that you can perform most optimally, whether it's in like a academic setting or a um athletic performance setting or a workplace setting like cortisol is needed for you to perform to Mm -hmm. your best but you know if you're constantly you know 
keeping the cortisol high, keeping that sympathetic tone high, you're like living in this fight or flight response. And that's what is, you know, most people are struggling with these days is they're not shutting off their stress. Mm -hmm. So their body is constantly making cortisol. And Cortisol takes a lot of these building block resources to create. So if all of the pregnenolone is going to creating cortisol, then you're not able to make testosterone. And a lot of times high stress is associated with low T mm -hmm. or high stress is associated with low estrogen or different things like that. So that's kind of like the main way to explain how they're all connected. And of course, estrogen is kind of dubbed like the female hormone and testosterone is dubbed the male hormone, but both men and women need estrogen and testosterone just in different mm -hmm. amounts. It's a balance, you know? I think that's, I, I think the pregenolone, pre, am I saying it? Pre, I think it's pregnenolone. Pregnenolone? Yeah, it's kind of a funky word. Okay. And it's kind of like it's pregnant with all of the other hormones. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to give birth to the other hormones. Yeah. So pregnenolone. I, I think that's good is to understand. And I think just in general with the body, like a lot of things start in the same building blocks and then it's going to branch off depending on the lifestyle you live, what you put in your body and what you do. And I know chronic stress. I think, I think that's anytime for me, if I can control my cortisol and I can get my cortisol down, my lifts go up. I have more energy in the day. My athletic performance goes up even. And I mean, obviously mental performance goes up. So I think cortisol is a huge part of this conversation. Mm -hmm. I think most people are living in a, in a life where their insulin and cortisol are out of whack. And I know they're kind of together because if yeah. your insulin's out of whack, your cortisol's out of whack, vice versa. And so I think, and I know we'll get into it in a little bit, but this is, for me, it's just turning the light on of, of okay, we got to get these things in control and everything else will kind of work out. And I know we'll, we'll talk about that a little more. Yeah. And I mean, something to, to consider is with the mother hormone, the pregnenolone, there's only a limited amount of pregnenolone in the body. It's not mm -hmm. something that you can necessarily build up or create as far as um, we can understand. Like it's something where it's like, you know, we almost have like a daily reserve mm -hmm. that can be replenished, but you can't really create more than the reserve that you've got. So if all of your reserve is going towards creating stress hormones, then there's only this little bit left that you can use to make the rest of your sex hormones and all of the other hormones like growth hormone that your body needs to repair and build itself and mm -hmm. different things like that. So, um, you know, there is such thing as a finite resource in the body and that's the pregnenolone. And that is what can lead to, um, so many issues in the body, not necessarily that there's not enough pregnenolone because in a healthy balanced system, there is enough resources to create all the hormones that you need in your body. But if you're out of balance with your lifestyle, then you're going to create, you know, the wrong balance of hormones, which is why we can often feel like so shitty. Okay. Okay. I mean, that just, it just makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so much, so much sense being made today. Mm -hmm. All right. So we got, we got insulin, cortisol. Let's, let's drop some knowledge on estrogen. So estrogen is primarily the, like I said, the female hormone. Um, it dominates puberty for women. It helps, um, you know, with sexual development, both primary and secondary characteristics, but it's also essential for brain health and cerebral growth. So, 
a lot of times women who are like menopausal, so they no longer have a period, have very low estrogen levels and it can just whack out their metabolism. They get heat flashes. It makes them moody and irritable. And, um, Estrogen is also associated with bone density, so you're a lot more likely to like lose muscle and to lose bone mass if you don't have enough estrogen in the system. If you have too much estrogen in the system, that can also be really bad. Um, that can be related to, let me see where my notes are, you know, weight gain, fatigue, depression, um, polycystic ovarian system, irregular menstrual cycles. So, you know, one way or the other, if it's out of balance, it's not good. But estrogen is needed for reproductive health, for brain health, for metabolism, and for like strength and rebuilding in women. And um, testosterone, on the other hand, is kind of more dubbed like the male hormone, but women need testosterone too because mm -hmm. um, it's important for maintaining ideal body composition, for repairing tissues, for cholesterol balance, which again, that cholesterol balance is going into hormone regulation because all pretty much all hormones use cholesterol to build themselves. And then it's also, especially testosterone is important for brain and energy and immune function. Um, People who have high levels of testosterone or even go through like testosterone therapy, if they've got low T, um, have usually found that their energy levels, their vitality, their libido just shoots up. Mm -hmm. And there's kind of like some, you know, hormone replacement therapy. It's very a controversial subject, mm -hmm. one that I'm not very well versed on. But if it's absolutely needed, I feel like it seems like an okay option, but something that you don't necessarily want to do if you don't need to what are your thoughts on that all right uh let's let's put like 50 minutes on the board um <laughs> uh <laughs> no right. I, I mean so just basically with with testosterone um as far as overall of trt it's something that if you there's certain factors that maybe can lead to you needing testosterone replacement therapy and i think if you don't live a a uh, lifestyle that is needed to keep your testosterone up. If you abuse anabolics, if you have been hit in the head, have a lot of chronic head injuries, uh, that can also lead to low T later in life. I think if you're, if you're in your 40s or 50s and you're having chronically low testosterone and your sleep is on point, your diet's on point, you're still training and you can't get past it, then I think that is a place for testosterone replacement therapy. I think in our audience, unless you've significantly abused anabolic steroids, you don't really need testosterone replacement. I think mm -hmm. most people, if they just get a good night's sleep and, and squat once in a while, they'll have some great uh, anabolic effects, uh, probably similar to what they would have if they did do like a small amount of TRT. Um, I just kind of have a problem with that because I see a lot of the people pushing for TRT, mm -hmm. like are these, you know, and they're good and they're knowledgeable and they know a lot, but they're guys that are in their like forties or fifties that also definitely abused. I mean, they'll never admit to it, but they abused anabolics earlier in their life. And mm -hmm. it's pretty, it's pretty obvious the way I, I don't that know, like I see just athletes, I see like athletes and bodybuilders and all this stuff. Like, like they definitely abuse stuff earlier in their life and then now they need TRT yeah. because their system's messed up. Personally, I feel my belief or what I what I'm trying for in my life is to regulate things now, to work my way, like stay healthy 
and I'm going to push it as long as I can. Like if mm-hmm. I get to be like 50 or 60, I don't want to slow down. If I need TRT, I'll do it, but it, 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 it drives me nuts when I hear of like a 35-year-old getting on TRT. That's, yeah, and that's really suspect. And I think a huge way to balance that testosterone and make sure that you have enough in your system is by decreasing your stress levels. Yeah, that's going to be huge. you know, if you're lifting heavy and you're, you know, working your brain and your body, that testosterone is naturally going to increase. But if you can't get your stress levels down, you're taking away those resources from your body and can actually do more harm than good. Like you won't be able to recover from your workouts. You won't have the mental stamina that you need to get through the day or to play with your kids or whatever have you. So I think one of the biggest reasons why our hormones are so fucked up is because we have chronic lifestyle stress. We never have a moment where we get to shut off. So I'm very proud of us that we had a weekend where we just kind of vegged out and still like healthy veg out. It's not like we just were, you know, taking shots of tequila by the pool all week. And maybe you did that on Sunday a little bit. I can't I, say. I actually, I had some nice water by the pool yesterday. Oh, no, I'm so no proud of you. Beautiful. Some ranch water, some actual Just water. some actual water, yeah. Some <laughs> good. good H2O. That's Love my that. favorite mixed drink. Yes, right? <laughs> no, exactly. But you need to take the stress levels down. Your job is not as important as your health. No, no. And just kind of piggybacking off of that for all my bros out there, if you're hitting walls and you feel like your testosterone's low and you're still lifting heavy five or six days a week, replace two or three of those days with like a light stretch, maybe do some yoga or just some recovery workouts and make sure you're getting, skip the gym one night and just go to bed early and see what happens. No, exactly. And Dr. Shaw actually talks about that a lot in her book, you know, about these, you know, 30 to 40 year old corporate women, mothers of two who are stressed out to their eyeballs and then do CrossFit four or five times a week. And like they're working out like crazy. They're eating healthy ish, you know, like, you know, maybe have a salad, but also drinking a Starbucks latte and shit like that. Um, and not getting enough sleep. And they're like, why do I keep gaining weight? I'm doing all the right things. I'm working out like crazy. I'm eating all of these like low carb foods. I'm, you know, whatever, whatever. And I'm still gaining weight. It's because that cortisol level is so goddamn high. You can't lose the weight. Your body's in the state of chronic stress. So it's going to hold on to the fat because your body feels like it needs to, to survive, mm-hmm. you know, definitely. So, and chronic high stress can also disrupt gut function because there's no rest and digest. So, you know, there's kind of two sides of the coin. There's the fight or flight response, which is the sympathetic, and then the rest and digest, which is the parasympathetic. And as far as I know, you can't really have them both on at the same time. You're either in a stressed out situation or you're relaxed, Mm -hmm. you know, and you can digest and you can repair the body. So if you're in this chronic state of stress, even when you're sleeping, you know, which happens to a lot of people, still people's cortisol levels are through the roof, even when they're trying to get a quote unquote good night's sleep, Mm -hmm. they don't have any time for their body to repair. Um, And this can also cause like muscle and bone loss with high cortisol levels. It absolutely decreases your sex drive. I know for me personally, when I'm stressed out, like I, my libido is at the floor and Mm -hmm. it sucks, but that's like also an indication for me that I'm like, Ooh, I've got a little too much going on right now. Like I, I do not want to be doing any of that like at all. There's no, 
none of that here. So, mm -hmm. um, so that's also kind of a good indicator. And I know you've got like your three H's yeah. that, you know, help you indicate whether you're, you know, in a good place. Can you go over them real quick? Yeah, it's super easy. It's, <laughs> it's, ha are you happy? Are you hungry? And are you horny? Yeah. Exactly. And really, if you're in a good spot, you should be at least two, two out of those three at the same time. Yeah. So, and you shouldn't be starving for either food or sex, but at yeah. the same time, yeah. that doesn't you mean you're like to... running around like sex crazed. Yeah. Like, but... but it's like, you know, you're like, oh, you've got a hunger for life. You've got this vitality. Mm -hmm. You want to go out and get after it. You're not like so depressed that you're like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to do anything. I'm mm -hmm. so sad. I don't want to connect with anyone. I don't want to, you know, connect with anyone. Yeah, connect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but it can also. I mean, one of the biggest things with cortisol is that it can perpetuate abdominal fat. Yeah, like especially in the fitness industry, I talk to people about this all the time. Like, if you can't get your stress levels down, you're always going to have that muffin top, that midsection that mm -hmm. you wish you could get rid of. Like, that's stress. That's and now not, that's like the brown fat or whatever, right? That's I think like brown the fat is good. I think it's okay. the white fat. That's white fat. Bad. Yeah, I forget which one. Whatever it is, like taking cold showers, which leads to lower inflammation, lower stress, like helps with cortisol levels. It like activates fat burning in those areas. Yeah. 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 So, and the thing that's cool about working out in an in infrared environment, which I do a couple times mm -hmm. a week, um, is that it does help penetrate through those fat soluble molecules, um, because it penetrates the body about an inch and a half deep. And, um, cortisol is one of the main um, things that get detoxed from your body when you're working out in an IR sauna. So that alone is great for helping reduce chronic lifestyle stress. On the flip side, I need to make sure that my workouts are not too intense too regularly because that can almost undo yeah. the cortisol detoxification because I'm ramping up that cortisol effect mm -hmm. by having too hard of workouts. And that's another thing that Dr. Shaw talks about is, you know, making sure that your having low and moderate and high intensity workouts. You shouldn't have high intensity CrossFit workouts every single day, especially as a woman. It like will jack up your cortisol and you'll have a really hard time balancing out all of the other hormones in your system. Yeah. For me, no more than three days a week, hard workouts and never back to back. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you need to have that balance of moderation. What? <laughs> It's funny how we always come back to that. It always comes back to that. It's almost like it's the title of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I um I went to the beach with a friend yesterday and like the word balance just kept coming up in conversation. And I'm like, if you can't tell, this is kind of my job right here. Like it's just <laughs> this is my life. Always. But um another thing that I think is really fascinating about the whole chronic stress thing is that it can also destroy hormone receptors. Okay. Which is very very bad. Yeah. Because if your hormones can't get to the cells that they need to transmit information or energy, that's really bad. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. just, you can't do that. You know, like your body just will stop functioning. That's like essentially how diabetes works. It's like your body stops taking in energy. So the whole system just kind of yeah. breaks down and shuts off. So if you have high cortisol levels, and insulin resistance. Oh, baby, we've got we've got a problem. Please, please DM Houston. us. Yeah, please DM us. <laughs> please call us. We'll, <laughs> we'll help you out. Pro yeah. bono. No, for real. <laughs> but 
um, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do to decrease your stress levels. I mean, it's kind of hard in today's day and age just with the work-life balance that we as Americans do not really have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I even read in the book the average European took 30 days of vacation days and the average American took 10. Yeah. So that alone is very clear as far as how much we value work and productivity over our well-being. Certain countries, they just get like a whole month off, don't yeah. they? Yeah, like yeah, no. Everybody just kind of shuts down for like a month. When mm-hmm. I was in Italy, actually, like I was there in August for a couple months and that's like tourist season and literally all of the native Italians like take the entire month off. The fir- the last couple weeks I was there, like a lot of the restaurants that I loved were closed, like the gelato shops, some of the bars even were closed because everyone's like, yeah, we don't want to be here for the tourists. That shit fucking sucks. So yeah. we're going to bounce off to Mallorca for like a month and surf and we'll be back in September. Yeah, well, it must be nice while the United States is protecting everybody. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. But no, I think that is a huge problem with our culture is is we have this mentality of you want to grind and work so hard and i've had to catch myself with this because for a while i'm like watching all these like motivation videos and like you don't need sleep you're not tired you're unmotivated all this kind of yeah these things that keep getting repeated and you have people like you know and and screw him because he's been a dick lately the the rock the rock is always like i only have four hours of sleep i work hard grind all this stuff the rock is on so many anabolics his head's gonna explode in a few years so like just realize that the way to get ahead is not by pushing harder Mm it's not by driving harder you're just gonna get your body out of whack even more honestly if we want to probably the first step to getting your hormones in a better place is Literally take a day off work. Yeah. Don't even take a sick day. Take a mental day. Go to the beach and just Mm -hmm. relax. Yeah. No, absolutely. And that's something that I'm a huge advocate for is taking mental health days. Like I Mm -hmm. already have plans um, for the summer when the studio starts to kind of calm down. Everyone's kind of done with, you know, New Year's resolutions. They got their bodies and and now they want to go show them off for the summer. Exactly. Spring breakers, you know, and also like here in Florida, Summer is the slowest time of the year because we don't really have as many um, tourists or stuff because it's so goddamn hot here. So, and it's so nice everywhere else. So they're like, oh, we're going to stay over here for a little bit, which thank God. Um, yeah. But the summer is kind of like the slowest period. So I'm already planning on taking like a long weekend or even like a week off and getting a p- place on the beach and just vibing for like literally three days i am not like a staycation essentially so i'm not really like going anywhere like i'm you know only 45 minutes away from work but i can just check out and really restore my battery because sometimes i feel like i need a vacation after my vacations and i don't want to do that like i really just want to restore my mind and my body so. Definitely. It's it's super important. And that's the biggest thing on my vacations is taking a day off after you get back mm-hmm. is like the biggest thing that I'm realizing is super important. So, so, I mean, obviously chronic stress, we work on our stress, things that we can do, meditate, rest more, stop working so fucking hard, take a longer lunch, take a day off, take a mental health day. Minimize tech. Yeah. That's, you know, like get off of your fucking phone. I've been telling myself that a lot recently. I like... I, I had a little bit of a freak out the other day. I literally had both my laptops up. I had both phones like checking things and I had the TV on the back oh background. Oh my God, And Robert. I'm like five, like 
five screens five and screen. I'm looking around and I'm like, ah, yeah. <laughs> like I need to go outside. <laughs> like, yeah, no, exactly. So, I mean, you know, and with that whole tech conversation, it's kind of inevitable for a lot of us who are working, whether we work for mm-hmm. ourselves, we're often working off of a phone or a laptop. If we work for somebody else, we're often working off of a phone or a computer. It's just kind of like, it's become part of our life. And it's part of that we just kind of have to deal with. But you can also choose to turn off your devices when your workday is done. Mm-hmm. But that also requires you to turn off your workday and not keep answering texts, not keep answering mm-hmm. emails, not keep answering phone calls from your boss after, you know, hours. So that's another thing too with the whole work-life balance is people just don't know how to create boundaries and say no. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a huge thing. And I heard somebody and I for, I, I forget who said it the other day, but basically technology has gotten to a point where it's basically like food. Like you have to balance your relationship with food or else you're not going to be able to have fun. And you can't, not fun, but you can't live a productive life if you don't balance your relationship with food. And you can't completely give it up. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really hard nowadays. It doesn't matter what you do. You're going to have to pay some kind of bills. You're going to have to do some kind of taxes. Like, even if you go live and you're a nomad in the middle of nowhere and you're off the grid, you're going to have to drive into town and hit a coffee shop and get on the internet a little bit at some mm-hmm. point. There's got to, the way technology is integrated into our lives it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So we have to really work on our balance and our moderation with it. We have it. to create technology hygiene, social media hygiene, things and like fasting that. Fasting is a great way to do that too. I know even mm-hmm. with food, food for me, if I get a little out of whack, I'm, my, my cravings for carbs are a little too high, I'll do a good 24-hour fast and it kind of settles my system and, and, and gets me back to a place where I don't have all these crazy cravings. And I feel like the same way with phones. If I just take a weekend off of my phone... When it comes back to Monday, I have a much healthier relationship with yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I also noticed too, like if I take a social media fast, it's like my feed completely changes. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm on my phone all the time, I'm getting like the most volatile, the most divisive content on my feed or my explore page. And then if I like delete the app and then re-download it, it's just like all the stuff that I actually signed up for. And I'm like, oh. Wants to hook you back in. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So my feed has just been pissing me off lately. Yeah, same stuff. I'm not even looking for. I know. But okay, so we we talk about stress. Obviously, diets. Mm -hmm. Diet is a huge part, especially because our hormones, like I said, are made up of cholesterol building blocks. So wait, share. Cholesterol is bad for you. Is it? Is it really bad for you? I mean, that's what my doctor tells me all the time, and that's why I eat Honey Nut Cheerios, because it's low in cholesterol. It's low in cholesterol. Oh, yeah. my fucking God. I hate So I have a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios every day for a meal because I want to be heart healthy. Yeah, because that's going to be so, <laughs> so good for you down the line. Meanwhile, I'm, you know, 40% body fat. and Anyways, but yeah, so... Cholesterol. We need cholesterol. We need cholesterol. Stop not eating eggs. Eat your fucking eggs. Eat your fucking (laughs) eggs, please. And you know what? Vegans out there, eat a couple eggs. Eat some eggs. And with the They do it naturally. You can get them from good farms where the chickens are happy. Eat some fucking eggs. I know. I think the world, if I I could mandate everything, anything, I would say eat eggs. Like two eggs a day. Two eggs a day? Yep. That's my my baseline. And that's part of the whole thing, though, is the eggs... It really is. It's like the building blocks of everything. Yeah. Because it's basically, I mean, it's kind of crazy, but it's kind of a fetus. Yeah. It but is a little weird eating a fetus for sure, but I feel a little weird saying that. But It's not really though. It's, it's just kind of like the building blocks of one. Yeah. Eh. 
But as far as cholesterol, <laughs> it's got cholesterol in it. You need hormones. I feel like eggs are a great way to kind of kick that cascade yeah. off. Pasture raised organic eggs. They yeah. are a little they cost a little bit more, but they will benefit you it so much. It should be a more. dark orange. Yes. The yolk if the yolk is like ye- yellow and pale, it's not a good egg. Mm-mm. It should be like a dark orange. Yes. So good. I love so eggs. So good. I had a few eggs this morning. They, yeah. were, they were delicious. I but, didn't have time to make eggs this morning, but I probably will later mm-hmm. today. But not just eggs. We want to have food diversity. Yes, exactly. So, you know, we, of course, value balance <laughs> on this show. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we need carbs for quick bursts of energy. We need fats for slow and steady energy and proteins to repair and rebuild. And like we talked about in a previous conversation, proteins are often like the building blocks for a lot of hormones, just like cholesterol is. Hormones are predominantly fat and protein. Mm-hmm. So you need to be eating fat and protein and not be on you know, a super soy grain diet because you're not able to create the hormones that your body needs. You know, mm-hmm. So if you've got low food diversity, that means that you're eating a lot of heavily processed foods that um, you know, you're not eating a lot of different kinds of foods. It's all kind of a lot of the same gross shit. To be completely frank, it will spike your glucose levels, which cause insulin resistance. It reduces ghrelin, which is those hunger signals. So that's not why, like, gremlin, ghrelin, not gremlin, ghrelin. <laughs> Um, but that's a lot of times when you eat like fast food or eat like these really crazy heavy meals or even things like Oreos and Ritz crackers, like you're never fully satisfied. Even if you just ate like a 2000 calorie meal, you're going to like be hungry at the end of the night, Mm -hmm. you know? So it reduces your hunger signals, which can also lead to overeating, which can lead to obesity, diabetes, et cetera. And more often than not, these highly processed foods are filled with additives like salt and sugar and omega-6 fats, which are the inflammatory fats versus the omega-3s are the anti-inflammatory, which are usually found in like fish. And I think uh, eggs also have a good level of omega-3s and like hemp seeds, things like that. I yeah, digress. I think in eggs, that's a big conversation with the, the free range, like organic yeah. versus conventional is... Any and that's really any kind of animal fat that you're getting. The the ratio of omega threes to omega sixes is going to be out of whack in conventionally raised or industrial raised uh, animal products. Yeah, and that's actually the next contention as far as food is like eating conventional foods does more harm than good. Mm -hmm. So if you're eating um, like farm-raised fish or conventionally raised meats or non-organic produce, um, like you know, I'll be honest, I can't always afford um like organic produce or like I kind of have to like level with myself and be like ah is this part of the clean 15 is this part of the dirty dozen like I even have an app on my phone where like I can scan a barcode and this guy who I follow I think his name is Bobby it's called Bobby approved I can scan it and he'll say like yep this is good or no this is not good and this is the reasons why it's not good so if even if it's not Bobby approved sometimes I'll look for the reasons why it's not and if I'm like uh, well it's like $40 less than this other option and natural flavor is not my favorite thing but I can like handle some natural flavors do i don't want carrageenans i don't want gums whatever whatever i don't think we should complete like the problem is is the conversation like with tech is like it's kind of part of our lives now Mm -hmm. and like to be integrated into the world that we are in you your body has to be able to handle some of these 
like chemicals and additives, and, and additives that yeah, are in our food. Exactly. I think you should try to limit the additives oh, as yeah. much as possible. But like if you know you're tr- trying to fight tooth and nail for you to have the cleanest diet in the world you're kind of going to drive yourself crazy at this point. So yeah. we can keep advocating for foods, but all, you also just kind of have to be mm-hmm. realistic about it in some regards and kind of understand even with the boundaries conversation, what are your yeses and what are your noes? Huge no for me is fragrance. Mm-hmm. Like I do not use fragranced products really ever if I can avoid them because they are xenoestrogens. Mm-hmm. So another big thing that is kind of, whacking out your hormones is toxins, fragrances, xenoestrogens, a lot of these chemicals like parabens and BPAs and plastics will mimic estrogen in the body. And this can lead to estrogen dominance in men and women. So if you're like using all of these like plastic self-care products or makeup, a lot of makeup has parabens in it, which is why a lot of women have such a higher toxic load than men do. And um, if you're drinking out of plastic water bottles, if you're using like perfume or cologne or your shampoo has fragrance to it and it's not an essential oil-based scent, then um, you're putting all of these like estrogen mimics, like kind of fakes in your body and they can be absorbed so easily. Like parabens, I think, have like a 99% absorbency rate in the human body and like yeah, it's crazy. It can, it it's often associated with like breast cancer. Yeah, honestly, that's wild. I mean, I, and I know BPAs as far as from the males male conversation is a big part of why a lot of guys are experiencing low T. Why since the 1940s, our testosterone has been like completely like like just declining. Mm-hmm. I think the average male's testosterone day is half of what it was in the 1950s. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I know that, and and I think it's on both sides with estrogen and testosterone, male and female. I know the worry is that we're basically on a path to becoming infertile as a species, which is scary, but that's why you need to work on your shit. And with that's B- why we have the show. Yeah, that's why we have the show. So BPAs kind of, you know, easy things to stay away from BP- BPAs, just try to not Get things that are stored in plastic. If they are, make sure it's BPA-free plastic. Drink out of like glass bottles and use Mm. like actual glass plates and ceramic and even like um, cook on ceramic Mm. steel. Like don't use like Teflon. Don't, you know, cook your food on like a plastic plate. Yeah. Things like that. And then also whenever you can, I know sometimes even for me, like I have to grab a receipt sometimes for my Mm. uh, expense reports. But I will, as much as I can, almost like with you with the fragrance, I will not take printed receipts because there's BPAs in the ink mm-hmm. on the printed receipts, which are a bit, and it's really easy for it to get off on you and get on your food. Like, I just say no, no receipt, especially like at the grocery store. Yeah, it's not I'm not going to return the avocados. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even if they suck, I'm not going to return them. Yeah. All right. So I think toxins are a huge part of the conversation. We talked about diet, talked about chronic stress. And now we, we were touching on sleep and, and rest in general with, with that. But I know sleep, especially for men, sleep is huge. They've mm-hmm. done studies where they, they look at men's testosterone levels. The men that get four hours or less usually float around the 200 nanograms uh, point. Per yeah. nanograms deciliter? per deciliter, nanograms yeah. per deciliter, and that is like right where you would consider low testosterone. 
and the men that got eight hours of sleep were between five five hundred and seven hundred. Oh wow! Which is that's about the healthy range. Like yeah. men's range should be probably between five hundred and nine hundred, depending mm-hmm. on if you're a healthy male. Yeah. And so sleep is incredibly important just to repair the body. It also helps with stress response. So like if you're not getting good sleep, you're also existing in more of this sympathetic tone, have higher cortisol levels. And again, if you've got really high cortisol levels, that's taking resources away from estrogen and testosterone and the other sex hormones your body needs to function. So I think that alone is a huge part of the conversation is, you know, it's decreasing your stress levels, allowing your body to actually rest and digest so your body can use its building blocks to not just survive, but to thrive. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I I think that's been one of the biggest things I've woken up to lately, I guess falling asleep to lately, (laughs) is is trying to get my, my sleep uh, more dialed in. And I, and I have had a lot of benefits. I'm still getting there. You know, I'm doing better than my normal five hours that I used to get. Yeah. Now I'm more in like the six to eight hour, depending on on the night. But you know what you should get? What? You should get this. It's an aura ring. Have I you do seen need that? an aura ring, yeah. yeah. I didn't know you got one. I got one for Valentine's That's Day. That's dope. That's yeah. a dope Valentine's Day I gift. I know. So um, I, I love it. I just got it in the mail finally like this uh, weekend. And pretty much this is not an ad or anything. But um, Aura, if you want to sponsor us, uh, hit me up in my DMs. Yeah, what up? Um, but it's a really cool ring. It tracks your heart rate and your temperature throughout the day. And um, it's three main tenets that it um, measures is your sleep quality your activity, and your readiness. So your readiness is essentially like the combination of like your sleep and your activity. And it shows you like if you're, you know, ready to take on the day or if you maybe really need a rest day depending on how your stress levels are going, how, you know, different biomarkers are um, presenting for you. Like if you got four hours of sleep, you shouldn't go to CrossFit, you know. Mm -hmm. But if you got eight hours of sleep and you restored your body, like maybe, yeah, you can do a powerlifting session that 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 scans, you mm-hmm. know, so it'll kind of let you know like what activities are best suited for you for the day versus the ones that maybe you need to like lean back on. And um, actually, it's in a beta test right now, but it should actually help me track my period too. Okay. Which is really cool. So I'm very excited to see how that works. That'll be really cool. But yeah. Anyways. I need to get an aura ring. Yeah, it's cool. I think cool. that would help. So, yeah. So, we want to get our, our hormones back in check, Cher. What do we got to do? So, if we need to get our hormones back in check, we need to fix our diet, fix our circadian rhythm, manage our stress, and a little bit of supplementation. A as little well, bit. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. And Dr. Shaw actually talks about this, and I've kind of you know, switched my perspective on supplements. I used to be super heavy into supplements. My parents are super heavy into supplements. But what I've come to realize is that, you know, you really just need to work on the lifestyle and the diet and the exercise because supplementation can be great and all of that, but there's so many unregulated supplements out there that don't really do shit. Um, Like even in her book, she was explaining how, you know, much to my shock, adrenal fatigue is not a real thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I always, you know, I've struggled with my energy levels, especially with my EBV background, which targets the adrenal. So I'm like, yeah, I have adrenal fatigue, blah, 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 blah. But like, that's not really it. It's more of a hormone imbalance because again, 
Adrenal fatigue is essentially your cortisol levels are so high that your body doesn't have any building blocks to make the rest of its hormones. So it's more of a hormone imbalance than anything else. So you shouldn't go out and get supplementation for like adrenal fatigue or for X, Y, and Z, but more so for her energy trifecta, which is the immune system, gut health, and hormones. So she recommends vitamin D for immune support, which you can also just go out into the sun and get you know, some beach time if you mm-hmm. live somewhere where it's sunny. Definitely. Omega-3s, which are great for anti-inflammatory oils. Um, you know, you can also just increase your wild-caught fish consumption, especially mm-hmm. salmons are super high in omega-3s. And then adaptogens, which often come as a supplement, like in a pill or powder form. But you can also just increase your intake of, like, adaptogenic mushrooms, mm-hmm. which I don't really know where to buy, like, straight-up, adaptogenic mushrooms like lion's mane and reishi i usually just get like uh you know something that i can put in my drink or you know like there's a lion's mane supplement that i really like that you can get off amazon for like 20 bucks and it actually is high quality stuff so you know that is also helping reduce your stress so when you reduce your stress you increase your energy levels who would have thought yeah who would have thought who would have thought i think this is such an important conversation share um, you know, we've been talking about it and, and, la- and you know, we talked about in the protein episode about it being kind of the building blocks. And if you're not getting enough protein, you're not allowing your body to have the environment to create the hormones it needs. And then in, in the most recent episode that just came out last week, we talked about strength training. And the biggest thing with strength training is it just kind of signals to your body that it needs more hormones and specifically Mm -hmm. like testosterone. And again, we keep saying it, but if you have low testosterone, male or female, you're going to have the same symptoms. Mm -hmm. Sure. Females, you know, your, your testosterone levels are going to be significantly lower than males, but if it gets out of whack, you're still going to have fatigue. You're going to hold excess fat. There's, there's certain things. Yeah. I mean, for women, it's like, you know, you, Again, you have more fat than like muscle. It also decreases your bone density, also decreases your sex drive. Um, it It's hard to regulate your body composition. So you can be working out, but if you're not, if you don't have a good level of testosterone, like especially if you're just doing cardio, for example, and not actually putting like uh, force on your muscles, like mm-hmm. weight training, um, then you're still going to have like abdominal fat, especially you're going to still hold fat instead of retain your muscle. If mm-hmm. you don't have high testosterone levels and what can you do? You can de-stress, you can get a good night's sleep. You can turn off your fucking phone turn and that fucking will phone <laughs> help with your testosterone and estrogen levels. Love it. Yeah. That's what we're all about. We got to balance things out. Yeah. And we balance things out with some moderation. Exactly. Exactly. So don't make yourself go crazy over this stuff. This is all just like, you know, take what resonates and um, mm-hmm. leave what doesn't. And if there's anything that you have any questions about or want us to dive into deeper, just reach out to us. We always are open to, you know, having this be a collective collaborative experience. And if there's any topics you want us to dive in deeper, let us know and we'll probably do a whole show about it just for you. Yeah. Just for you (laughs) specifically. We'll shout you out too. So, uh, we really appreciate all the support. 
uh, viewership is growing and we really appreciate that. And I really think that's from word of mouth because we probably have been slacking a little bit on getting the word <laughs> out there bit. ourselves. A little bit. So we really appreciate you all for sharing. Um, I know I always feel great when I have a friend reach out and say, hey, I just told somebody about this podcast. They really like it. So it's great to hear. Remember, follow us on Instagram at the BAM podcast uh, individually. You can find Cher at The Soul and Science on both Instagram and TikTok. And then for me, you can find me at Wellness Rob. And if you've been listening to the, ep- the episode, you kind of know who to go for, too, for mm-hmm. different things. So if you, if you need help in the gym, you need help putting on some muscle, you want to figure out your form, which I think we need to, we need to do like a heavy lift form episode. Yeah. Uh, not, I guess we'll have to do that in a video format. But... YouTube. Uh, yeah, YouTube. You know, get some YouTubes out there. But that's who you're going to go to. You're going to kind of come to me. If you need something more, you know, Cher's been diving into these hormones, especially if you're a girl and a lot of this conversation resonated with you. This is Cher's jam right now. Mm-hmm. This is what she's been throwing down. And I think it's been awesome. I think it's a huge conversation. And I think it's something that affects everyone. It does. I know, even for me, like I'm working and working to get my my hormones balanced from lifestyle choices and stupid shit I did for the last 10 years of my life. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. And um a lot of women are specifically reaching out to me in regards to the birth control conversation because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm very open about, you know, being off of the pill for about the last year or so. And it's been a lot of trial and error and I've learned a lot. And I'm a huge advocate for people making the right decision for themselves, mm-hmm. whether that's to stay on it or get off of it. But I have had a lot of women reach out to me being like, hey, like you've opened my eyes. I really want to like learn more about getting off of the pill. So if you are curious about what that process looks like or, you know, different ways to start detoxing your body from exogenous hormones, um, like the birth control pill, please reach out to me. That's kind of like my bag other than Mm -hmm. the whole spiritual shit, you know, hormones are kind of my bag. Hormones are kind of your bag. That's (laughs) It's good. And it's a, it's a big part of the conversation. You know, I'm a, I'm a dude, but from the outside looking in, I have always noticed that women act differently on birth control and not on birth control. Mm-hmm. And it's not always acting better yeah. when they're on birth control. And it's it's kind of fucked up because if we, we switch the conversation and men had to do it, do the same thing to their body, we would, our hormones would be all out of whack. Our sex drive would be to the floor. We all would not be able to put on muscle. It would, it would really fuck us up. Mm-hmm. And we don't do that to men. No. So <laughs> exactly. I saw a post on Instagram that was like, we could make a birth control pill for men, but they can't deal with the same symptoms that we have or something like no, that. No, no. But anyways, I digress. That's a whole different conversation. And of course, with all of this, find what feels good to you. Listen to your body. If this conversation resonates amazing and if there's anything that you're like oh I like that bit but that one didn't really work for me it's totally cool this is your journey this is your individual health experience and our experiences are of course going to be different than yours so we hope that this kind of helps lead you and guide you into a direction of experimentation and exploration but ultimately you have to find what your truth is and we are in 110% support of whatever that is love it big love is the mood big love is the mood guys thanks for joining us have a great rest of your week hey everyone rob here really appreciate you listening to our episode 
Just real quick, this podcast is for information and inspiration purposes only. Any personal opinions or views do not replace medical advice. Balance and Moderation recommend all listeners embarking on their wellness journey to do so under appropriate supervision by a healthcare provider. Thanks.